Let's talk. I don't want to preach at you. I want to talk to you. And I want to say this. We have such a great resource that's at work in our lives. It's a resource that the world doesn't understand. But let me say this. Not only does the world, the world doesn't understand that great resource, but I say sadly, most of the church, most Christians do not understand this God-given divine resource. And we need it. We need the voice of God. We need the spirit of his presence. We need, if we're going to have transformation, we can't be transformed just because we say it and just because we desire it in our flesh. It's something that the Holy Spirit has to get involved in. So I want to take you to Romans, the eighth chapter, and I'll be reading a few more scriptures today. But I want you to come to an understanding of what God can do for you. What, can, what will God do with you? If God is God, then what will he do for his children? Romans 8, 28 through 32. And we know that all things work together for the good that love God. Is that what it says? All things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Not only does he love me as a son or a daughter of God, but he, he works with those that are called according to his purpose. He doesn't leave us without help. He doesn't leave us without resource. Now watch verse 29. For whom he did foreknow. He knew at the beginning of time that there was going to be a group of people, a body. He knew that this thing we call the body of Christ would come into play. And he said, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, see this. God has given you the ability to become like his son, Jesus. You can be like Jesus. Turn to somebody and say that. You can be like Jesus to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Not only did he think about it, not only did he... Uh, give us a resource, but if you hear this, he, 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 he also put a calling in their life. He put his hand upon them. He anointed them. And whom he called, them he also justified. Do you understand what he's saying there? He said, no matter what's happened in your life, and now because my spirit is with you and prevalent with you, I'm going to call you righteous. That's what he's saying. He also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. You want to share in God's glory? You want to bring about God's glory around in your family's life, around your co-workers? This is it right here. Then he says, what shall we say to all these things then? He's questioning. If these things are true. If God does love us and we do have this valuable resource, what do we say about this? If God be for us, then who can be against us? And I used to say when I was preaching, if God be for us, who in hell can be against us? Because even hell cannot win in this battle because the power of God stands between you and Satan. If God be for us, who can be against us? 
He that spared not his own son. This just shows you the, the integrity of God. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for, for us all. How shall he not also with him also freely give us all things? This, pastors, Hear me, this is a valuable resource. If I'm hearing God clearly, which I believe that I am, we have a valuable resource and we've read about it, but we have not understood it. We've even preached it and not even thought about the contents of the message. It's there though. I want you to hear, this is some good news. Turn to somebody and say, this is good news. What's the good news? If you're having a hard time, if you're having a difficult time, if you feel like all is lost, you feel hopeless, you just don't know what to do, let me remind you, if God, if God, if God be for us, then who can be against us? This is good news. If God be for us, who can be against us? He, God, he who is infinitely wise has undertaken to direct us. Are you catching that? He is infinitely wise. He's saying, I will direct you. I'll, I'm, I won't leave you. I'm going to take you to the proper place, to the proper destination. That's what he's saying. He's infinitely wise. There's no way to put a cap on him. And he who is infinitely powerful has undertaken to protect you. And that ought to make you happy. You ought to get up and shout a little bit. And he who is infinitely good has undertaken to save you. How many people are happy about your salvation? Nothing, nothing, everybody say nothing, nothing the enemy can construct will be able to throw you over or conquer you because it is God that will fight your battle. Make no mistake of it. Uh, the other evening I was going to address something and I was going to, to plead my case with somebody and speak a truth because they had said some things that were lies. And as I got prepared to do it, the Lord arrested me and stopped me at that moment. He said, don't trouble you yourself with insignificant things, insignificant people. I heard the voice of God say, I'll deal with this issue. Now, how many people know when God deals with an issue, it's completely done? So, nothing the enemy can construct or develop can beat you. Now, let me say this. If he constructs something that causes fear in you, Pastor Ariel, if you, if you see it as a fearful thing, now you, have, you totally have torn down what God can do for you because you're walking in fear and unbelief, and that will never move God. So, whatever he constructs, if you stand in faith, they will not be able to overthrow you. They'll not be able to conquer you because God's standing there saying, leave it alone. I'll fight your battle. Give me a case in point. I certainly will do that. There was a king called, it was Sennacherib's army, the king of Assyria, and he's attacking Judah. Isn't it amazing, Pastor Ariel? This is a good subject for you, son. Isn't it amazing that Sennacherib had already conquered so much? Now he wants to conquer Judah. What does Judah stand for? Praise. He wanted to conquer praise. Today, the enemy still wants to conquer our worship and praise. That's not the message here, but I saw that early this morning. Second Chronicles 32 verse 7. Here they are. Judah's about to be attacked. 
And Hezekiah makes the statement. Be strong, he says. Second Chronicles 32, verse 7. Be strong and courageous. And don't you be afraid. And don't be dismayed for the king of Assyria. Don't worry about old Sennacherib. Nor for all the multitude that he has with him. Now that's easy to say when you're standing there just talking and you look out over the wall and you see 185,000 warriors. And he's saying, don't worry about it. I don't know about you, but I'd get a little tense. But he's saying, don't worry about it. Nor for the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. Let me see. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. One, two, 185,000. One, two, three. You start counting and you realize, wait a minute, where is this? There's more with us than with them. It's God himself. God himself, watch this, for there be more with us than with him. So when you feel like nobody's with you, God's more than enough. With him, he's saying, talking about Sennacherib, with him is an arm of flesh. With him is his warfare, his weapons of warfare are carnal. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested, the people rested. What does that mean? They got comfortable because they realized this is a word from God. They rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Isn't that powerful? So just to complete the story, in 2 Kings 19.35, they're faced with 185,000 warriors. How many of you have an under 185,000 problems today? 185,000 negative situations. 185,000 that are ready to cut your head off. Okay. 2 Kings 19.35. And it came to pass. Isn't it cool? And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out. Can anybody tell me, was that plural or singular? Y'all aren't helping me. Thank you. The angel of the Lord went out. I could preach on that for a moment because everyone seated here today and everybody listening to me, whether you believe it or not, you have an angel that watches you. Now, I'm going to leave that where it is for another time. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote, one angel, and smote in the camp of the Assyrians and hundred fourscore and five thousand, hundred eighty-five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. When the morning came, they were all dead corpses. Why? Because the angel of the Lord came down. Why? Because this is God's chosen people. This is who God's working with. Here's the good news. You're God's chosen people. If, you've, if you're blood-bought, if you've accepted Jesus Christ in your life, if you love him, someone said, Bishop, do you really love Jesus? Do you want to see Jesus? Absolutely. I mean to tell you, Jesus can do whatever Jesus wants to do, and I will acquiesce. I'll say, hey, Jesus, I'm your child. Do whatever you need to do. But in the meantime, I'm going to trust and obey God and get the job done. And he says here, and when they rose up early in the morning, they were all dead corpses. What are you saying, Bishop? If God before us. Now, take it away from Hezekiah. Take it away from Sennacherib and put your name there. 
if God be for, for Kathy, if God be for Ariel, if God be for Pastor Kenny, do you understand? You have to make it personal. If God be for Alan Meshagan, then nothing can stop me. If God be for us, for a moment, for a moment, can you imagine the possibilities if we believe this? For a moment, the possibilities if we walked in, if God be for us. If we could only understand the true source of our life. I wrote a song years ago, God is our source and my strength now. He came into my heart and he brought real joy. I meant the song, I wrote it because that's what I meant. God is my source. And if we can only understand the true meaning of that, what we could accomplish, we must understand and embrace the one who stands with us. Let me say that again. We must understand and embrace the one who stands with us. You have to embrace him. You know, I hear people say, well, things aren't working out right for me. I went out thinking I was doing what God asked me to do. And that, there's the key, thinking that's what God wanted me to do. I thought I heard, but maybe you heard ego and pride. Maybe you heard your self-aggrandizement. Maybe that's what you're doing, okay? But hear me when I tell you, don't blame God. Don't blame your fellow man if it's not working you need to go back to the altar and say, Lord, where did I miss it? It's still true what I'm saying. If God be for you, there's no way that God's not going to bless you. No way. You can make excuses, but there's no way God's not going to bless you. He's blessed me. I'm telling you, he's blessed our people. Why? Because we honestly believe that God is. So we have to embrace the one who stands with us. We need his spirit, his Holy Spirit. Why? Because God is our source and our strength. We need him. He is needed. Can you say that? God is needed. Just as much as like we need, how many people have a home? You need electricity in that house to function. The washing machine, the dryer, the ovens, the different things, the televisions, your computers. You need electricity in your home or how about gasoline in your car? You need it. And God, it's much more than electricity in your home or gasoline in your car. He's the source of all things. All things. Think about it. Think about it and see it today. The God of our source. The God that has everything. The God that changes not. The God that holds the universe in his hand. The one who will fight. Hear me. I'm excited. The one who will. I don't have to fight my battles. Are y'all hearing me? The, when we get in trouble, it's when we decide we've got to say something. We've got to do something. We've got to fight our battles. And God will always say, well, if you think you can do it, I'll back up and let's see you do it. But if you want God to do it, you back up and say, in the name of Jesus, Father, I trust you, and God will fight your battles. He's the one who will fight them. And all we have to do is humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and call on him in faith. Does that make sense? You have to call on him how? In faith. Let me say this. Do you realize the limitless possibilities waiting for you? Possibilities just waiting to manifest? You're a possibility. 
Yes, possibilities as we step from, but we must step from our reality, our circumstances, from our failures, and yes, even our successes into his presence. You have to step out of it into his presence. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16, 27, glory and honor are in where? His presence. You want glory and honor? It's in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Psalm 1611, oh God, that you will show me the path of life. How? How will you show me the path of life? In thy presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. I want to say it again, Pastor Kenny. God is my source. Who's your source? Talking to you. Who is your source? Look at the possibilities when God is for us. God can magnify our abilities and strengthen our inabilities. Isn't that powerful? Where you think you can't do it. And I have before. I thought, God, I can't do this. And God will speak back into my spirit. You don't have to do it. I'll do it through you. But God, I don't feel like it. He said, I don't move contingent upon what you feel. Just have faith. All that is fact. So he'll magnify our abilities and strengthen our inabilities. God can take what we do not have, what we do not have, and teach us by his spirit to obtain and achieve. You can obtain and achieve today, church. If we respect God, guess what? He will respect us. You don't respect God, he will not respect you. Draw nigh to God, what does the Bible say? He'll draw nigh to you. We have to honor his name. And when we honor his name, this is good. When we honor his name as recorded in Revelations, he will give us a new name. He'll give us a new name with new authority. A new name with authority. Just like if you, you may not have any authority, but as soon as you're elected into the office of president of the United States, you now have authority that goes with the name president. Am I right? So new authority, and it will be written down in glory. And not only will you have a new authority, but you'll watch this, a new identity. You don't have to worry about the old Mike or the old Kathy or the old Alan. You don't have to worry about that because he will see those things, the old me, no more. I have a new name, a new identity, and a new possession. This is good stuff. I want you to hear me today, everyone that's listening. And I hope you are listening, not drinking coffee. You can drink coffee, but listen. Church, I want you to hear this clearly. I believe in you. Can I say that to everyone sitting here? And let me say it to you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that one day I will see him face to face. I believe that Jesus Christ one day will come back to this planet Earth. Say, Bishop, don't you have to keep saying that over and over again? Listen. I don't have to say it over and over again. The Lord knows how I feel about him and his return. I have faith and confidence in him that he knows what he's doing. So I believe in you. I believe in Jesus. I believe in your dreams. Listen, if anything's ever touched me, it's, it's when I see a person and I see they have dreams, they have visions. I want to help them get it. I believe in your dreams. I believe in your vision for life. I believe in your destiny. Matter of fact, I believe in your possibilities and our corporate possibility. But we must first remember, if God, 
before us. None of that's true if we forget that it is God that is for us. It is God that is speaking into our lives. It is God that's working in our lives. It is God that strengthens us. It is God that gives us wisdom. So let's talk about it. It's God that gives us that wisdom to be able to overcome any obstacle. God. Here's what I want to say. If we can believe it, we can receive it. If we believe it, if God be for us, then nothing, 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 nothing can stop us from having a great, a great group of people or a great work. We can not only, we, not only can we be great, we can do great things. There's a difference. You can be great and not do great things. But let me tell you, when you, you see yourself and God makes you great, you will do through him, great things, great exploits. I said, I can believe in you. But not only do I believe in you, but Jesus, watch this. Jesus staked his earthly life for you to be a success. Why do you think he died? See, we missed the part where he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. What gospel? Gospel of the kingdom. We're not doing that. There's a whole message right there. We're just not doing that. But he died so that we would, have, we would be a success and be able to minister this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his flesh so that once again we could experience the God ability that we lost in the garden. Jesus gave his life so we could come together as a people. We could come together as a church and demonstrate this truth if God be for us. If God be for us. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what I'm going to start saying. When people come to me and give me a negative statement, I'm going to say, Pastor Mike, we need to start saying, if God be for us. What do you mean? If he's for us, I'm not worried about it. Well, you heard what the doctor said. If God be for me. You heard what the IRS agent said. If God be for me. You heard what the counselors say. If God be for me. You have to be adamant. You have to be strong. You have to be affirmative. I will not back off. If God is for me, nothing can be against me. Excuse me for getting excited. What God can accomplish in your life and what he can accomplish in the life of a believer is without market without limit and it can start for you today right now what must we do stop underestimating yourself you're a child of God created in his image now if God be for us then let us go out and be his representatives of power if he's really for us we must become the Lord's demonstration of truth on this planet earth in our world. I want to end with this. I'm not finished by a long stretch. God is a fact. I'll pick this up next time. God is a fact that cannot be dismissed or denied. You cannot deny him. Scientists have tried to deny God. And now they're starting to say, you know what? There's something to that story. People have tried to prove that Jesus didn't die, but he did, historically. They try to prove that he, didn't re he was not resurrected, but he did. He was seen by many, 500 at one time. There's no way to discount Jesus. 
He is fact. And the fact is, if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, this Sunday is very special in that we remember on 9-11-2001, 3,000, almost 3,000 souls gave their lives. Not willingly. They were just going to work. They were just doing what we do every day. Some flying leisurely, some having vacations, some working at the Pentagon, some working in the Twin Towers. They were fathers, sons, mothers, brothers. And all of a sudden, early in that morning, all hell broke loose. 3,000 souls cried out that day, Pastor Kenny. 3,000 souls, but I still say today, and I remember them, and I want you to remember their lives. I want to say this. If God be for us, all that was lost that day will be regained through the power of Jesus Christ. Those lives did not go unnoticed by the Maker. God saw it. He knows it. If God be for us, then I believe today is your day, your turning point. I think that's a word for you. I believe it. Today is your turning point. Today's the day where everything starts to change. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to believe for a miracle. What is that miracle? That you believe that God is. That's the miracle I'm praying for. That you actually believe that God is. Listen, I don't sing songs to make people happy. It may make you happy. That's just a byproduct of what I'm doing for God. When I sing, I sing as unto the Lord. When I preach, I'm preaching as unto the Lord. And whatever the Spirit wants to give to the people, He will give it to them. My son said it this morning. He said, when we minister, each ear has the ability to hear what God is saying. In that message. And you may hear something different than someone else. But it's God. So I'm praying today that God touches you and helps you and lifts you up. And that you, I'd love to see you come out to church. 1521 Hurt Road, Marietta, Georgia, 1015 a.m. Come on out. Be a part. Don't just watch us online. Come on out and be a part of the family. It's important. But today I'm going to pray. Whether you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, I'm going to pray for you right now. Why don't you just reach a hand toward the screen as a point of contact. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I know you are God. I know you sent forth your son, and your son gave his life, that all men could be set free. So I ask you right now, Lord, that these people, the people that have been listening to, to me, they will come to the awareness that they will come to the knowledge of the truth that if God be for us, nothing, nothing can stop them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. So God, right now in Jesus' name, touch them, bless them, anoint them, strengthen them, lift them up with your right hand of righteousness. And God, correct those people that need correction. Discipline those people that need discipline. Lord, and I say that with a humble heart because there are people, good people, that just need a little correction to get them going in the right direction. 
So, Lord, I thank you today that you're working on behalf of your people. And from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, you're still God. No matter if the storm comes, you're still God. No matter if people are speaking evil of me, you're still God. I rejoice in the fact that I'm your son. And Lord, there's many listening here that are your children. So bless them now, strengthen them now, help them now, and let them hear this word until it gets in their spirit, if God be for us. In Jesus' name, amen.